What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Spit No Swallow, the podcast from everything. We talk about everything from politics to pull-out game. It's your girl, Miss Brittany Patrice. And the, uh, the handsome one, God damn it, Zoe. Talking shit, Zoe. You not Lorenzo Orlando Lorenzo today? Lorenzo Orlando. We in L.A. I mean, you not Lorenzo Orlando okay, today? Hold on, let me... Let me. <clears throat> it's uh, Lorenzo Orlando on the mic today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Smooth and elegant. All that good shit. Like that one? Is that better? That was perfect. Okay, Great. Cool. We actually in Los Angeles, California today. We got some special guests. I'm so excited. Thank you all again for coming out. But we got two special guests. We have Miss Keisha Edwards, and then we have Mr. Wynn Sardin. Keisha, tell everybody who you are. <laughs> what up, though? Um, I am actress, comedian Keisha E. from Detroit, uh, currently here in L.A. Um, that's it. That's who I am. That's it. And what about you, Mr. Wynn Sardin? <laughs> well, it's your boy, Wynn Sardin, Mr. Uh, Sexy Caramel, oh, your neighborhood reality star, and entrepreneur. This nigga says All that, man. I'm just an actor, man, out here in L.A. from Detroit, born and raised, man. Sexy care, man. Come on, man. How long you been in L.A. when? Uh, it was last week was seven years. Last week was seven years, and you been here how long, Keisha? For eight years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's probably about, about the same time. Mm-hmm. What made y'all move to L.A. as opposed to, like, Atlanta, New York? Keisha. I moved out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I moved here because New York is cold. I'm like, I ain't doing the fucking snow. And it's, I don't like New York. It's dirty. Um, at the time that I moved here, I don't think Atlanta was really popping like that mm-hmm. for um, for TV and film. And I just felt like LA was like the it's gonna give me the best opportunity. So. Right. And then like everybody. And then it was hot. So you yeah. don't feel like LA too too much of a big market for you to just dive right in though. Um, no, because I feel like this is where they do the bulk of their casting at. Even right. like shows that shoot in Atlanta, they still cast in LA. So I feel I, like this is where they're gonna come to I've get that talent. That right. And I feel like this is where I'm going to get the best training um, and, and the most exposure. So it is a big market, but um, that's why you have to kind of stand out. Like if you, you know, you got what it takes, you got that talent, they're going to see right. you. So. Right, right. What about you, Wins? You say, so Keisha helped you decide yeah, 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 to come yeah, to yeah. L.A.? She was my role model, you know what I'm saying? When I got <laughs> into my acting career back home in Detroit, I was doing a lot of theater at first. Mm-hmm. But then uh, when the interest came about, when I started doing film, I did a film called Why Do Men Cheat? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just kind of following her, seeing stuff she was doing, I, I wanted to get into commercial acting, and she gave me some advice. And I eventually came out here. I think she was probably the first person I saw, actually. But, you know, just the information people was giving me about, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, L.A. having the bulk of the opportunities. Like, a lot of the casting I would see that would happen in Atlanta and things like that was obviously being casted here, but you would be sent down there to do the filming or anything like that. So. Right. I just wanted to come out here and have the best chance. People say this is, you know, where it is, and I wanted to dive here first. I didn't want to take the easy route going somewhere else, right. missing out on a lot of opportunities. You know. So y'all, so y'all pretty much saying Atlanta ain't really popping like niggas say it's popping. No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that because I had a casting director. I mean, I'm asking. No, no, no. Um, they do a lot of shooting there, particularly for black, um, TV shows and films. Um, and I had a casting director that was actually trying to talk me into moving to Atlanta. So I'm not saying that it's not a good market. I just feel like. LA is a bigger market, and right. I feel like also it depends on where you want to go and what you want to do with it. Because sometimes you get, you'll get stuck in, in certain roles or in certain uh, films or Type TV shows, typecast. Yeah, right. and and it's like, and that's cool. You can you can go down there and probably just kill it. You know what I'm saying? But then if you want to do Fox or you want to do ABC or NBC or you, you want to do something else, here. then you know. Makes sense. So I, I had opportunities in Atlanta, but it seemed like the same stuff that I was doing in Detroit already. Superhero or something like that. 
Right. You know what I'm right. I, really those kind I of can see you as a superhero. <laughs> not, not, not with the curve. The caramel sexy superhero. The 24th of July, maybe. We taped it back in May, I uh-huh. think it was. It's still running out every Wednesday. It's called Funny AF on Revolt at 10 p.m. Um, and I feel like that was the most recent. I saw Ke- Keisha came home and she did a comedy show too <laughs> about a month or so ago, and it was it was a great <laughs> it was a great comedy show. Like it Thank was. You. And you said both nights, didn't both nights sell out? Yeah, both oh, nights sold out. That was mm-hmm. good. And I felt loved. Was right. Like, do you feel like, did you, ever, have, did you ever do a comedy show or anything before you moved? No, to? I never did comedy. I started doing comedy out here. I wasn't doing it at home. Oh, okay. It was just a, a dare. like. And it worked out. Yeah, it was an amateur night, and somebody dared me to do it. And I'm the type, if you dare me to do something, I'm like, say you're definitely where I won't get pregnant or die, then I'm like, whatever. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> so, um, I might risk the pregnancy <laughs> So, I was like, fuck it. I mean, what do I have to lose? And I forgot I even agreed to it. Right. And I got a phone call. I was out of town in Houston, actually, for my little cousin's uh, graduation. And I got a phone call. Like, yeah, the show on Tuesday. I'm like, oh, I'm going to come. They're like, no, you own it. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, remember you said, I was like, oh, shit, I did. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to just, we're going to go on stage and see what happens. Right? right. And it just turned into a thing. And I was like, oh. And mm-hmm. um, one show was the next show. Somebody was there, another really comedian. Good like, come to the show. Thank you. Really I appreciate good. that. Definitely so. relatable. That's why I, I feel like <laughs> in today's world, you know, comedy is so touchy for some mm-hmm. reason, but it's not touchy to everybody. Like, I know, did y'all see the Dave Chappelle yes, um, stand up? Yes. I said classic right there. That yeah. shit was so funny that to me. That classic. And I'm so glad I watched it for my, I was going to watch it anyway, but a lot of times when stuff come on, I try to see what social media is talking about. Mm-hmm. And those people are like, oh my God, I can't believe him. Oh, I said, oh, I got to see this. This is probably hilarious. Because right. so many people are so sensitive about certain things. Like, why everybody got so sensitive? Yeah. But I thought it was amazing. That shit was I hilarious. can't wait for the next one. Do y'all feel like coming out here, especially being an actor, actress, is certain things, like you can't really be your full self because people are so judgmental, so sensitive. So you got to watch what you say, watch what you do, whatever. 
Yeah, I, I kind of struggle with that because I've had people like, hey, you need to cut that out. <laughs> Instagram, you got to stop. And I'm like, I think I get a little bit, a little more leeway because I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. So you, we we do, it, it's our job to have opinions about things and talk about things. Right. But um, I was just having this conversation with my friend at lunch and she was like, I feel like I just really can't even post nothing on Instagram because kids from my show follow me. And, you know, so I do feel like because it's such, we live in this cancer cancel culture where it's like the first thing you say that offends somebody mm-hmm. is like, oh, we canceling this person. Um, but I don't like it because I feel like you need to be and you should be your true authentic self. You should, you I should, agree. You should definitely be able and, to And say. it's okay to have your opinion. Like as long as I'm not like, I hate you, right. you know what I'm saying? Then I can have my opinion on At whatever right. the situation is. You should definitely be able to kind of like voice your opinion as long as it's not a disrespectful type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing with Dave Chappelle and the what, what do you call them, the alphabet people? The alphabet. I don't really feel like that was fucked up. Because it, it wasn't degrading. Like, he cracked the, he made jokes about it. That shit was funny. He, he got to the B, he's like, the B just fucking everybody. The nigga told the truth, man. I mean, yeah, that's, I know. I, I understand it better. Like, I mean, I, I, I kind of think that's kind of the issue, man. Like, don't nobody really want to hear the real. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. everybody kind of want to be cakewalked with shit. And then the moment you, you say that everybody, you know, willing, not willing thinking to say. Or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like, then you the you public enemy number one. It's like, right. Like, when the world becomes such pussy. You know, yeah, man. Yeah, I think that's the one? biggest one. Yeah, the... I mean, I just feel like as long as you don't say it in a derogatory manner or super disrespectful, I mean, you should be able to say what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I for the longest, I've, you know, uh, voiced my opinions about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've joked about a lot of things where I felt like maybe it could have possibly offended somebody, but I, I've never had anybody take super offense to anything. Uh, so, I mean, that's always been good to know that I can honestly be myself, say whatever it is that I want, but obviously having a different platform and my platform building and getting bigger that mm-hmm. I do have to be a little bit more, you know, right. aware of what I do. You don't want shit coming back 10 years funny, later. You, know I mean? you see how they did Kevin Hart. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, I even spell my cuss words out with like hashtags and little squares. <laughs> and you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I literally aware. offend somebody at almost all of my shows. But, I mean, that means that shit is right. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's what uh, Tracy Morgan was like. If you ain't funny, nobody ain't funny. Like, so if like, you don't understand what comedy is, don't come to a comedy show. Right. Because at any moment in time, you could become a part of the show. Right. Like, that's off the dome. Especially if you walk out, out of my row. show. Exactly. In the middle of my show. Walk Absolutely. Um, Shit, <laughs> When were you doing reality TV, though? You've done reality TV. Did you feel like you had to be kind of different or you, had, you was your full self on reality TV? Who's my full self? I say ninety nine. Definitely caramel. Hold on, so so was you really hurt when Katie picked the white boy over here? That's why I said ninety nine. Ninety nine percent. Because I screenshot the face, bro. Hey, look, hey, you, I said, I'm, like, that I'm, 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 I'm a whole I, gift right now. I said, yeah, I, said, I, said, I, said, I said I know, dog. Not mad about this white <laughs> man. I know he's not mad about this white one. Sterling Heights. I'm people that know me, they know me. Everybody called me right after that. I was just about to say, everybody was hitting you up. You know what I mean? But <laughs> you I wanted, I wanted the though. world to feel, yeah, my, feel, gotta... my, feel my pain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wanted the people to love me, man, and feel sorry for me. So, I mean, I was all, definitely authentic. I was myself, especially a lot of the scenes where, like, I had, like, the comedic relief yeah. at times, and they used, they used my, uh, I had a lot of screen time when they was using my quotes and stuff like that where I shouldn't even been on there because I was right. technically on a date or had, like, a big scene. But I was myself, and I think that's what, you know, just the whole production, like, uh, in itself, you know what I'm saying? That's right. why I got so much screen time. But... It wasn't hard. It was authentic. You know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. 100% reality. wasn't no scripted, no nothing. I don't know how these other shows work. Right. And that's what I enjoyed the most about it. How'd you get plugged with that, though? Uh, man, I actually was uh, at the gym, and a producer approached me. And uh, she had seen me in a theatrical play that I had did. 
Africa, and I guess they were they were looking for African American men. They couldn't, they weren't uh, able to cast a lot, so they would look for African American. It was men. only it was only two of y'all though, wasn't it? Uh, the one guy was Dominican, the other two were black. Okay. Yeah, so it was four, basically you could say. Uh, but uh, yeah, she just kept saying she liked everything about me. She seen me like out and about and had uh, engagements with me, and she know how I treated women, how I talked to women, how I, you know, punchline champion in two thousand nineteen. So she was like, she was like, so she was like, this to show for you. She was like, we need a guy like you. You know what I'm saying? I was, I think I might have been like the second oldest or something like that. And I was like, yo, maybe I gotta be twenty two or something like this for a show. She was like, no, nah, we need a grown man like you. All right. And um, I think she obviously knew that the females that were in a relationship were predominantly white. I think it was three white girls and one black girl. And uh, I think potentially, like, on their resumes, they said they weren't typically attracted to black men. So she was like, we need a guy like you to, like, come in there and, like, stir shit up. See right. if we could get one of them attracted to you. Right. So I had to go in there and do my thing, man. You know I, couldn't, I, was, I was sick, dog. I said, Kaden, pick this white boy over my nigga. <laughs> over my Detroit brethren. Hey, man. That nigga was sitting there looking sick though with the curl. Hey, had to do it. You feel me? The lineup was stupid. Yeah, it was crispy. I, I paid you, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was more hurt because I didn't get to go on a date, man. I just wanted to get out the house, man. That was the biggest thing. It was they would have the paid for that <laughs> show too, right? They would have the the paid for it, right? They would have paid for it, right? They would have paid for the date. See? Oh, hell yeah. I need to be on that motherfucker. I can keep my $35. Shit. Yeah. Ah, he getting it. Y'all done it. So let me ask y'all this. Being out here in LA. We know how Detroit is. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how L.A. is. I have my own idea of how L.A. Mm-hmm. is. I would never move to L.A. Um, <laughs> like, what's the difference, the major difference, of course, on the dating scene in Detroit and the dating scene in L.A.? What, what, what's the difference for you, Wynn? Yeah. Wynn, <laughs> clean up out here. I'm trying to say, man, back in Detroit, uh, obviously it was different because I'm from Detroit. You know what right. I'm saying? So, Majority of the people I met, I grew up with, or mm-hmm. you know, had some type of rapport with over the years. When I, you know, when I came to adulthood and actually started dating, so I think it was a lot different, obviously, because I wasn't from LA, so this was brand new to me. Like I was ready to jump back in the game and get out here and see what was out here. A lot more diverse out here, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, than back home. So you know, you would run across different ethnicities, which I wasn't accustomed to back home. Uh, but it, I mean, it's different. I mean, in a ton of ways. Uh, I think I hear uh, the whole superficial, that stigma that comes with mm-hmm. coming out here and the type of women that you meet, not restricting it to the women, it's the men too. But uh, it was just different. You know, I, I felt like a lot of the females here, man, kind of like already moved around like they say men do. And that's what made it you different. Mean like, like horn? Yeah, uh, you know how they call us. Like whole face. That ain't, but that, so. We, we date multiple people. Like I was meeting women that was like on constant dates all so the time. That really right. ain't no so different from like the So you was like the Thursday dude. I mean, and the D, when I say, when I say that is because I felt like I had I had no issue finding somebody who was seriously about, who was serious about dating back then. Mm-hmm. In Detroit or here? In Detroit, okay. because I mean that was what let's say my my girlfriend that I had in college. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lot crazy going on. Maybe when I started getting into my event and party promotions, when I started meeting a ton of women, and you know them obviously having a a lot of options and me as well. You but know, you, right. but you've been out here like eight years, seven though. years. Y'all. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's different now, though. Yeah, it's, so it's a different game out there. It's a different game. It's a different game out there, dog. When you went on dates, did you spend more than $35, tip included? I'm a hot roller. $35 is parking in L.A. I'm a baller, man. I get all types of gift certificates. Oh, yeah, I'm not coming. Gifts that I use later, you feel me? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I can be cheap. I love to go for some smoothies or something. You feel me? Come on. It's all about the vibe. Let's go for a hike. Give give up my caramel brown skin brother here with the curl. (laughs) He could do it. We can all do it. I'm sweating my shit out right now. 
Probably might have to open that door again. Um, so Keisha, what about you with the dates? I'm From sorry, Detroit what? to LA, what's the differences that you've noticed? Now hold on, I I, I just I, don't... I just watched some of your your stand up and you were saying a gay dude hit on you. <laughs> yeah, I do get approached so, by a lot of gay guys. Do you really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess I don't really understand the question. You said date. So your the dating experience from I don't really Detroit know what a date is in LA. Mm. I'm not sure. I don't it, know. Is that bad? Define it for me. Have you been on any dates here since you've been? No, not one. Not one. Not one. Not one date. Not one date. Okay, so so let me. So you ain't. And for the record, I'm a bad bitch. No. <laughs> right. So you, yeah. you, you ain't so you ain't been getting piped down or nothing? Oh Lord Jesus, this is where we're going with it? I'm not, I'm saying you ain't been on no date and they, uh, you know, somebody gotta be You ain't gotta be dating to do all that, okay? I mean, I'm sorry, I would I would No, I've I've never had sex with anybody in LA. Really? Never. Mm. Damn. No. These niggas cornballs are here. <laughs> it's Shit. um I would think they're completely different from Detroit. Oh, it's guys. a oh I'm sure it a is. different ain't yeah, even a word. Sure um whew, where do I start? Okay. <laughs> So, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> um, I, as a black woman, I'm only interested in black men. Okay. I have a love that runs so deep for black men. I love all races. However, I'm only interested in black men. So in LA, like Wynn was saying, it's very diverse. And first of all, I, Jesus, where do we go? <laughs> so you have a lot of black men in LA um, that are into each other. Mm. And then you have a small group. We're not going to give them that much we don't give them that much credit, but you do have a small group of black men in LA that don't like black women. Mm -hmm. So really? I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a thing. Um, so I, I don't get approached out here a lot, not okay. by black men. I get approached by white dudes. Matter of fact, after my comedy show the other day, this dude was like, um, I, can, I, can I take you out? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> um, and he was from the Midwest. He's like, you from Detroit? I'm from Indiana or something. I'm like, nah, bro. It's not the same but, thing. Um, yeah, he thought y'all was the same. No. Gosh, he probably been um, yeah. so, so yeah, I, I don't get approached this. out here nearly as much. Like, when I go to the crib, it'd be like, as soon as I step off the plane, I'd be like, all right, I still got it. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's like, can't you even get to the car good. Like, all right, okay. Um, but I don't get approached that much out here. Also, the dudes are different, and I think I'm so used to a Detroit dude. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, I like a dude a little slightly rough around the edges. Swag, um, yeah. but the out edge. here, I feel like there's no in-between. It's like, he gangbanging, and I'm not trying to get caught in the middle of a drive-by. I'm too old for that. Or he's like, mm, I don't know if he likes boys or girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally just had lunch with my homegirl earlier, mm -hmm. and she was like, Keish, okay, let me show you this dude. Tell me. And I'm like, why do we have to have this conversation every time? And sure enough, I'm like, eh. I mean, that's kind of the world um, nowadays, though. Like, but I feel like LA is, is more out here. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. I thought it was Atlanta was like this. It's a, I'm slightly scared. I ain't even going to lie. Um, but I don't find dudes that I'm really into. Like, dudes out here don't have a taper. They have, like, a line across the back of their head. Even just, Steven. Yeah. I can't. Even I'm Steven. sorry. I know that might Even sound Steven. shallow when, but I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't you take you me? home. I'm with you, to I'm with you. No, I'm saying when you were talking about shallow. Like, oh, yeah. I, that might sound shallow, but I can't take you home to the family barbecue and you ain't got nothing. Like, and I shouldn't roast. have to. Yeah. Niggas go look. Oh, roast. I shouldn't have to take okay. you to the barbershop. Like, I shouldn't have to find the barbershop. Fam, where your blend at? Dudes are very, they're really feminine. I'm used to, like, an alpha man. I'm used to a masculine. Mm -hmm. I'm used to a manly man. Like I met a dude and he was like, um, we just uh, we weren't kicking or nothing like that. He was just a homie. But um, I think I had left my lights on. My battery died. He didn't know how to give me a boost, and I was like, Ooh. what? Like I'm instantly turned off by stuff. Like right. That. So I like like manly man. I like, I don't know. It's just something about Detroit dude. Like you feel like 
when you with them, you feel safe. Like you you know what I mean? You yeah. feel like if something pop off, he's going to take care of me. In L.A., it's like if something pop off, let me take my earrings off because I'm going to have to right. help this. You know what I'm saying? So so have you have you ventured through like the entire state of California? So like, Do you feel like that period about California or that's just an L.A. thing? Um, I would say like local LA. I can't say like I haven't been to Oakland. I hear Oakland is kind of like a, like a West Detroit Coast Detroit. Yeah. yeah, so it might be different. Um, and I can't even say it's LA dudes because there's so many people here from other places. Right. So when you meet people, that, that's the first question: Where are you from? And most of them are not LA. So I'm not right. putting that on LA guys, but um, it's different. And then like dudes, like they don't, they ain't trying to take you out. They like, oh, you got cable. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I mean, we come, like you know, it's that I, I like my the rent high as hell. So I mean, the they, they expensive than the motherfucker. I'm with them. Yeah. But I just feel like no girl wants to. You just meet somebody. I, I this this one dude tried to talk to me and was like, yeah, we can go eat somewhere or something. He was like, you know, if you want to just come pick me up. Mm-hmm. I was oh. like, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Still like that in Detroit. But a lot of dudes out here are used to. Um, Girls like taking care of them, like that's, that's kind of the thing. thing. That's, that's kind of the thing. Then. Yeah. And females let dudes get away with that kind of shit. That's yeah. why I be afraid to step up and be, you know, what I'm saying, right. Because they definitely try to get you like, pregnant then. Do all this yeah, you definitely be pregnant when. It's it's totally different. <laughs> and then you have a lot of people too out here, especially in the industry, that are like, "Well, I'm focused on my career. I'm trying to get to this place, right. and so they're not trying to date. Like out here at home, it's like if you ain't married with kids by 30, what you doing? Right. Out here, it's like. You right. are married with kids Yo, at 30. Shit whack. Then it's it's the opposite. Like you do have kids and you're married at 30. What are you doing? Like you need to be doing something else. So you have some dudes that's like, I'm focused on my career. Or you have dudes, I got a homeboy. He's a great guy, but he's like, Yo, I ain't got my shit together. How am I date? I'm staying with somebody right now. Which I'm is legit. Surfing, Which is, you know, that's real shit, shit out of that. So it's a lot of things out here, yeah. That yeah, makes it you, hard. You, you definitely have to have like some cheese and your shit together to take on dealing with the woman. But it, I feel like, I don't know, I guess for me. Cause I'm I'm opposite of a lot of the girls like you were saying out here. Like if I like you, like it's genuine, it's organic. That's that, the only way I can even. I can't a, fake it. That's not a typical it, thing right? nowadays. Yeah. So if you if you're working towards something, you can't just be like, oh, I live at home. Right. And that's just what I do, and I play video games. But if you're sacrificing because you're chasing your dream, you might book a fucking movie tomorrow. Now exactly. you got a million dollars, and but, I'm. But see, the reason why you like it is because you're in that same the same realm, so you understand that struggle. Like the typical woman don't understand that grind and that struggle. Mm. Like how, how, like how we talk about the entrepreneur thing. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody like entrepreneur dating the entrepreneur versus another. dating someone who with the usual nine to five. Yeah, like like mm. an entrepreneur understands another entrepreneur. Yeah. You know so if you dealing with somebody who understands that same, I mean, who's doing that same grind, you can relate. But the typical woman don't relate to that. It's like, okay, nigga, you should have it right now. You should have it to spend right now. Not you should be trying to get it. You ain't mm-hmm. got it. And I ain't fucking with you. So, I think it still depends on the woman, even if it's yeah. a. I mean, generally, this is this is this is yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can find a comment like if I'm like acting and I'm an entrepreneur, but if I'm, I've met some some solid women that had nine to fives and corporate they jobs, get and things it. like that, and we found a commonplace. Right. There's obviously, other situ- other other reasons why we didn't work out, but we found that commonplace. Yeah, right. I mean, it's yeah. it's possible, but I'm speaking in general though. Uh-huh. Like in general. Because I think general. if I like if I genuinely like you, I'm gonna have a good time with you no matter where we at. I don't, we can go to fucking Target. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't ever try and play me. Don't think you're if taking me to Burger King like on no That's date. the cute. If I like you. You yeah, know how guys like, you, oh, she don't do that. No, I probably don't Target. like you. That's why I don't want to go yeah, to Target because if you. I like you, we can go to the beach. It's, it's like, about spending Target time. It's the, the quality time. <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, it's about that. And Target it's, it's so many things that you can do that are... That's created. Oh, he bougie. He bougie. $80 for three items. Save a lot. You feel me? Farmer Jack, man. But yeah, That's I mean, there's a lot of creative, there. cute 
You spending 35 walking on. in. That's not a lot. But don't try to play me. Don't be like, oh, we going to Burger King. Like, nah. Well, see, so that that's kind of the motto of the 35 a day. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna go somewhere cute, and you're going to have a good time. I just ain't going to spend a lot of money for the first or second. It time. also depends on how it is. If I get the vibe that he's doing it because he don't want to spend money, then I'm turned off. Because it's like, it ain't about money, but it's just like, ugh. But if I get the vibe that... He created this. He came up with this date. I'm. A, we gonna do a picnic in the park. That's not a lot of money, but that's nice. That's like, oh, this nigga put some effort into it. This is different. Okay. So it depends on how how it Just is presented day, right? and how yeah. Yeah. I, I if can... he all like, I didn't put on a day before. We do like you. Oh, you where to get something to drink? Like, you know, I got the, I got the tab. Don't get, worry about it. it. Just the appetizer only, boo. Just the appetizer. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't. And maybe he like have that. it, and that's cool. Let's just do something else so that I don't have to feel like shit. I don't you're, know if I you're can very order understanding. I can appreciate that. What'd you say when? Go to a restaurant and just order dessert. Right. <laughs> I thought you said you ate already. <laughs> yeah. Girl, I was lunch. It's right. 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's her birthday, too. Right. <laughs> you okay? We're going to tell him it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. But I hook a lot of people up <laughs> out here. That's that's what I do. Man, you, so you it's small out here, too. That's, that's, that's I, I was going to ask, thing. like, how, the people how, that have come out here, how is, is it possible, like a Detroit though? circle? I have no idea. It is. It very much I have is. no idea. Cause you get you get so, if you, especially with Instagram and all that you come across somebody you think you might be attracted to or want to pursue and I swear all the homies know him in a week that make it hard today. Yeah, I, I will I will agree. Social media definitely has made the world a lot smaller. A lot smaller. You know? But I I would think in a bigger city like LA though that probably wouldn't be such. This a, thing got small for me fast. But it depends. You got to be fucking <laughs> with people would, in order for it to matter. If they just know her though. or follow her, I mean, you got to be that you fucked with them. I mean, I don't consider every. Dude that I'm cool with, somebody that I truly fuck with. Like I could probably right. overlook if he dated her two years ago right. or something like that. But I guess it just be the it be the situation sometimes. Like if I meet somebody and they act like they so interested in me, want to go out with me, see what I'm about, and you know, you obviously had them questions like, Oh, are you seeing anybody? Are you dating anybody? Right. Dope. I'm super single. I ain't right. six six months, X, Y, Z, but then the homie <laughs> call you like just the homie call you four six, days later, like, like yo, six I, hours I just ago. with her. I right. just bodied her. We exactly. barely ate. Like, God damn. You know what I'm saying? But she wants she want me to put all this kind of effort in. It's like, nah, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Talking his language. Ha- it happened all too often. All. <laughs> all the time. I feel like if people was just straight up brutally honest, yes, very yeah. honest, man. We get a lot for it. Yes, like, damn, I agree. Like you were giving the pussy out to everybody else. You want me to work yeah. for it? Like give it to me. Why you? Why you the reform? Why you a reform hoe now? Like continue to be a hoe. Let me get my turn. She like, made a mistake. It, Mistakes. She, That's pure, mistake. plural. Plural. She forgot that she really did want to date. <laughs> Man, please. You ain't forget nine you... times. But you remember with me, and I'm number 10. She, she can forget with me, and then we eat good afterwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Hey man, you know what? Man, you might be my spirit brother. Man, I don't like. The I don't know about the curl, but you know you might be my brother. Though, he ain't gonna let this curl go. Hair, man. Yeah. It's gonna be gone. You on ball here? So what about what? I, so I had mentioned about the home. Is there like a a pool of just Detroit people who come to LA, or is it like? You know, like a black actors, actress, whatever. You know, into mm-hmm. entrepreneur group. Do y'all have that here in LA, where everybody kind of stick together? And, and, are, and are y'all helping one another, like get gigs and shit like that? It's a um. You said I'm the only one to answer. She's like, I got you out here. Now you better figure it out. Is that, is that, is that real shit though? I'm gonna let her go first. I'm gonna let her go first. No, I mean like as far as the network. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It um I think that it is because I I hang with a lot of Detroit people. Mm-hmm. Wynn is the only person that I actually knew when I was in Detroit. The rest okay. of them I met here. Um and so they have a lot of functions. Even on like uh March 13th, 313 day, they did a mm-hmm. 
um, skating event, uh, Social Misfits, Jazz, and uh, Detroit and out there heavy. Yeah. Um, now, the thing is that a lot of them aren't actors, though. I think most of the Detroit people I hang with, a couple of them are. Okay. But a lot of them are, you know, they either just, they work in a corporate America, or okay. some of them have, like, you know, businesses and things like that, but not necessarily um, entertainment. A- entertainment. Yeah. From, Keisha, from your social media, Keisha go everywhere. <laughs> If she got set, people down. will invite her to something I on the Tuesday that. seven times. She going to all seven events. <laughs> 21 countries, I'm like, bro. where does she get this energy from? Oh, I don't know. She go everywhere. I trying to support Everybody know Keisha. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's, that's how you network, though. That you is. Know, that's so, absolutely that's, true. That's, that's, and she go to everybody. So Man. if somebody would say, Keisha don't ever come, no, you're a liar. You can never because say that. <laughs> Keisha everybody. goes to everybody's thing. She hey, must don't like you at all, okay? That's part of the hustle, She didn't go. That's right. part of the hustle. I ain't mad at it. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You got to support motherfuckers, and then they go fuck with you. Ideally, they're supposed to fuck with you in return. So It is. It's about that. the whole networking. Yeah, but you know, everybody don't share that same like-mindedness. No, not at all. Yeah. You know, you can go support niggas because, you could just support niggas because they black, mm-hmm. or because they're from your city, or whatever, and then they won't return that same love to you, though. Yeah, so, I mean, like, that happens a lot. Does that fuck with you? Is not stalk- really. Is I it- mean, I do it, like, honestly, anything I do is just out the kindness of my heart. So it's like, oh, you got an event. I fuck with you. I'm going to come support. It might not even be anything um, acting related or nothing that I'm right. going to necessarily get out of it. I'm mm-hmm. just coming to support you. Um, and I just try and show up for people. Uh, and then it doesn't bother me because there are people who I show up for that don't show up for me. But because so many people do show up for me, even like when I did the Detroit show, like I was overwhelmed. Like so many people from King came out. You know what right. I mean? I ain't been in high school in 20 years. Right. So it's like the people who don't make it, even though I came to your stuff, I ain't even really tripping because... Other people gonna still, you know, yeah, you. like right. other people still mess with me. So now what I don't do is, because it's a lot of people that be like, oh, post this, sh- come to, the- shout out this, and I'm like, I done had a hundred comedy shows and you ain't came to not one. Yeah. Like, right. nah, I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna yeah, post yeah, it. We, you know we what I'm saying? I don't feel away, yeah. but I'm not about to, no. That's yeah. that whole I was saying about that Detroit versus everybody type thing. You want Detroit, your people, Detroit, to stick together, yeah, mm-hmm. or just if, if you're from anywhere, you just you would think that your people that's from where you're from, y'all stick together. Mm-hmm. You know, we gonna do this. You and... you would think that the people who look like you would want to stick together, especially that too. especially yeah. us being yeah. the quote unquote minority. Like you would think that we would work together, you know what I'm yeah. saying, and try to build one another up so we could all get this cheese. But it's like everybody want to outdo one another. You have to find that, and that's the thing, too, you have to find that group. And that is part of the reason why I mess with so many Detroit people, because we are, like, really chill, down-to-earth, you know, cool people. So even the people in that circle that aren't in the industry, I still fuck with them heavy just because I know they're real people. Because another thing is, like, a lot of people feel like you're their competition. So they're not trying to help you because it's like, I want to book this role. But what you don't know is that if it's for you, it's for you. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, and then then not even that. If I don't get it, I want my friend to get it. Right. I was up for a role for the have and have nots. And I didn't end up getting it. And uh, my cousins kept hitting me up, checking, like, what, what's up, what's happening? And I saw my homegirl post it. So I'm like, oh, my friend got it. So my cousin replied back with the uh, rolling eye emoji. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I'm happy. I'm genuinely happy right. for it. Like, that's still a win. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if I don't book it, obviously everybody wants to get it first. That's right. just, but if I don't get it, I absolutely want my but friend you, to get but, it. And the thing is, though, you go get what you're supposed to have. Like, your time comes. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Saying? That wasn't so, the role for me. Yeah, you can't. And sure enough, I ended up working with him doing something else. So it's like, you just got to. Working with who? <laughs> no drop time. No drop time. Right. No. I mean, you ain't got to. But just, Tyler Perry. No. All right. I was watching Keisha thing. She was. <laughs> and I, what was it? I, what was it about? I think it was a cruise or something you had came from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was just so excited. I was like, 
I, I know it's something. It's something behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything happens for following, a reason. Following your journey inspires other people. Like me as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. If, with social media and what you do, when people say, oh, you post everything you're doing, it's not necessarily I'm posting everything I'm doing, mm-hmm. but when you're relatable, I think in yeah. this day and age, being relatable is very important because yeah. it inspires. I'm not trying to act and all that stuff, but it inspired me, your journey. It's yeah. your journey that's inspiring to you know other people. But let me ask you this. When, when you were at home, when you were doing the, you said you was doing a lot of theater, mm-hmm. did you get as much support as you get now from back then? Did I say that right? Were you getting a lot of support at home, and when you moved to L.A., did you get even more support once you moved? You mean support from the same people that was Yeah, the, me? let's say yeah, the same yeah, people. The, same people. I would, I would like to say just about everybody that supported me when I first started doing it mm-hmm. still support me to this day. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I don't know if I came a, to a play. my character or whatever, but it, <laughs> it, it's definitely a humbling feeling to see everybody still supportive if they can physically be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Can't, you know, obviously, the people that supported me in Detroit can't be at everything that I was doing right. in L.A., but... They show love, be it social media or mm-hmm. reach out with people that know me personally. So the support is definitely the same. That is awesome because I had noticed it was a um, – I had started, like, traveling, doing different events. And one of my friends told me, he was like, wait, you're going to start traveling. Everybody going to start, start supporting you even more. Mm-hmm. And it was very true. It was like, I'm doing yeah. this. I've been doing this at home two, three years. When then y'all see me, I'm in California, I'm in Houston, I didn't travel and did these, these events, and now it felt riding. like, you know, it's, it's called, called what? It's called dick riding. It's, nah, it's, I wouldn't say no, it's dick riding. No, that's People what, don't that's what, what your it movement is. To his no, 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 that's like niggas, niggas will hop on the bandwagon, you know what I'm saying, I just, just so they like can say. I, I, I say. But it, but it is what it is, though. Niggas say, will hop on the bandwagon and be like, oh, yeah. I support you. That's my girl. Like, no, nigga, you wasn't fucking with me when yeah. I was selling the pocket pussies. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm <laughs> Two for ten. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't fucking with me then. Now I'm selling, you know what I'm saying, the gigantic pocket pussies. And I'm in Houston. <laughs> now cool. you want to know me. No, fuck you. Let me dig right. I, I like to say people don't fuck with your movement until it's moving. True. That's okay. That's, true. That's, yeah. I like that better than saying dick riding. I'm going to call it dick riding. Okay. <laughs> Johnny riding, cock riding, yeah, I'm sure. whatever. Johnny riding. Yeah. So yeah, when, which, what do you have going on now? You got a brand, you got push, you pushing now. Tell us about that. Uh, right now I'm pushing. Uh, I'm back on my clothing line tip, man. It was something that I started years ago when I used to play ball in college, and then after that I had my uh, event promotions that I was doing back home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I probably was, you know, it wasn't doing much. I wasn't really pushing it like that after I moved out here to California because mm-hmm. I was acting and everything became the forefront. But uh, recently, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, back in June with uh, stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma. And for the longest, man, uh, back in Detroit, I used to teach K through five about how to be safe around vacant and abandoned homes. Uh, when I used to work for the nuisance abatement program, uh-huh. I ended up getting laid off. We did the program for two years. It was a program I created myself along with uh, an attorney named Mike Russell. Okay. To backtrack off that, uh, you know, for the longest, I had just been looking for something fulfilling, uh-huh. like just to do, you know what I'm saying, like that I could be a part of. And crazy to say it, like, being diagnosed with cancer and not being a part of this new family, like, kind of brought that back to the table and, you know, kind of pushing me to, like, now do something that, that feels good, feels fulfilling, that I can put my my heart into it and, you know, get other people to jump on board with me and create this awareness that I want to create, obviously, with me being diagnosed with cancer, which was out the blue. Um, but the brand is crazy, man. Obviously, it's me, myself, you know what I'm saying? It's Winsard, and uh, I'm working on changing it to my middle name, Win Anthony. Mm-hmm. which was a clothing line that I always wanted to do, kind of like on a high 
high end line, you know what I'm saying? Wayne right. Anthony, I think this sounds fly. That, that definitely, it does. It sounds like a dude with curls, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like I need to put my coins, you, my coins to you. the you. side now. Yeah, yeah but, uh, I, mean, I think your name is perfect. Like, it just went yeah. perfect. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I'd be so stuck on this, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and how you can, I was like, his name weird, and it went like. Yeah, and it just ties in. Just, everybody always joke with my name, when mm-hmm. you win everything, you know what I'm saying? You never lose, stuff like that. Right. Just with my whole hashtag winning, you know what I'm saying? Just motivating people that, you know, on a daily basis, ups and downs, whatever. Like, just know at the end of the day, you can win, whatever it is you're doing. And I'm going to win this fight against cancer. And I just want to see how many people is going to jump on board with me, man. Like, it don't cost a lot. You buy shirts and hoodies and everywhere else, you know what I'm saying, from other places. I wanted people to support exactly. what I was doing and bring awareness. And then at the end of this, I'm going to do a donation at the end, obviously, with everybody that's grabbed something or just donated money to bought rubber bands and stuff that I got. Mm-hmm. And uh, just continue to push it, man. And Keep it going after this. I think this is a great, a great thing, a great movement. Like I really do. How did how did you find out though that you know what I'm saying you even had the had cancer? Uh, I was done filming that reality show, uh, and the time I came home, I, I had like a lump on my chest, which is around mid October, mm-hmm. and it started off real small. And I thought it was just you know just a poor chest muscle. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something that was just gonna go away in time because I was still working out like crazy. I was my appetite, everything was still the same. And then uh, I want to say I went on vacation in, like, uh, December. I was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't feeling well. And then I, I kind of didn't notice the knot on my chest as much, but then I noticed it was just big as hell. Like, it grew probably, like, two times bigger. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, what is this? So when I came home, I addressed it. I saw a doctor. Uh, it seemed like the BS they was giving me going to do x-rays and all these kind of scans and stuff that wouldn't give me a definitive answer. Probably around April when I did a biopsy on the actual lump, was when they, they knew it was obviously a tumor and things like that, but they couldn't give me a definitive na- answer if it was uh, benign or cancer. And then uh, it took all the way up until June when I had to do, uh, no, I'm sorry, late May, I did a, a PET scan, which is like a full body scan, which I wish they would have told me to do from day one. They and and that's when they earlier. caught it, boom. Like, But the crazy part was it wasn't even a lump. I had a mass three times bigger behind my chest wall that you physically couldn't see or just feel. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So how long had that been growing? And then in June, I did a thoracoscopy video-guided biopsy. Uh, Keisha actually came through, show love. She came through the hospital, brought me an ugly balloon. You really unappreciated. You see what I'm saying? He caught the hoodie, bought a balloon. I'm messing, but nah, You really be everywhere. And he called it ugly. Every event. Oh, no, little face on that was a little weird, but anyway. It was a get well. It was the emoji with the little, uh, the thermometer, the temperature, the sick emoji. Like, get well. You bought him that emoji? But, uh, I was, look, I went to three counts. stores trying to find a dang on balloon, okay? <laughs> the sick emoji, though? Yeah, I mean, get well. Better. I wanted something to say get well. They didn't have an actual get well. And at the third yeah. store, I was like, he going to get this. And I'm going to go down there and see if he wants some food. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, but, that's uh, curl emoji. Well, yeah, that was it. Then they, they diagnosed me in June and then been addressing it since. That's So, that's so what, what's like the, what, what kind of feedback you getting about? I mean, like, are, is it you gonna get like an operation? Or well, I'm doing, I started chemo early August. I did my third treatment last week. Uh, chemotherapy is the route that I chose to go. Uh, I explored a ton of different options. Right. Uh, obviously, a lot of the big wave now is the holistic and natural mm-hmm. healing. But, uh, you know, my mom had breast cancer, I'm going to say 2012 or something like that. And uh, she did chemo. Mm-hmm. And she's my best friend. You know what I'm saying? She's obviously, she was obviously the person I would go to yeah. first and foremost to ask her opinion. And she wanted me to do chemo. Mm-hmm. Everybody was telling me not to do it. Uh, I have friends that was telling me not to do it. I do have friends that did the holistic and natural healing that mm-hmm. 
for me, I gotta see stuff to know. You know right. what I'm saying? You can't just tell me, but I believe. And plus, them. your mama said so. Exactly, and they say they they did it <laughs> and they cured the colon cancer, breast cancer, and stuff like that. And I just I just locked in with my mom. It was something she wanted me to do, and I told her I would do it. And I'm only doing it once, though. Like if it if I was to ever like at the end of this and they get rid of it all, and I had to do chemo again, I won't do it again. Is it is it is it taking a lot out of, a lot, Take, a lot before of even doing it, man? It took a lot. It took a lot out of me mentally. To prepare for it, I guess the preparation of like you know, I use this saying all the time. I always say I always felt like a superhero. Like right. I've been living my life, right? I've been traveling, doing what it is that I want to do. I've never had nothing other than like a broke finger or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And to just get hit with this like just out the blue, especially when everything was going up for me. You know, what right? I'm Opportunities and doors and stuff like that. And now I got to kind of like take the back seat. Mentally was the hardest part because at first I didn't want to tell anybody. Obviously, I've been I've been addressing it since October. I didn't right. tell anybody to. I didn't tell my sister until like early in the year, probably like February or March. Mm-hmm. I didn't even tell my mom yet because they weren't giving me a definitive answer. Then I told my best friend, and then I was lying to people. Like I, I felt like I knew it. You know what I'm saying? That I had it or whatever. Even though right. I wasn't diagnosed with it, but I was just lying to people. People was asking me what, like because they started to see the lump showing through my shirt and shit. Right. Like, I'm just lying. It and was, then it was uh, that big though. It was big as hell. Like, I'll show you a picture. Like it was just looked like a ball behind my shirt, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But mentally was the, the hardest part. It almost felt like I felt like I was going to clock out the next day, you know what right. I'm saying? But then I had to take a step back, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people were like, my supporters was just praying for me. Everybody locked in and was pushing me. And then I finally got over the insecurities of it and finally started letting people know and talking to people. And then I think that's what made me feel better about the situation. Yeah. So where you where you at with it now, like, as far as progress? Right now, it's just chemo, man. I'm doing chemo. I'm on my third treatment. Uh, mentally, I'm getting better. I got highs and lows. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of... When I'm talking to people and engaged with people, I feel good about it. Right. But when I'm alone sometimes, or get out the shower and I see my hair falling out in the sink, it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? My curls is like, gone. So love these curls, man. You hear me? But, uh, you know... I feel bad talking about the curls. Them motherfuckers got to grow back, though. We need the curls, see, it was stuff like that that I knew I was going to have to deal with when people would joke about stuff. And I'd be like, damn, like, you know, I might have made jokes about you know, people that make fun of people that, you know, got a limp or something like that, you know what right. I'm saying? But now I'm kind of being joked about it. People mm-hmm. don't even know what's going on. I'm like, right. damn, I actually got to deal with this. Right. But I, I, I'm over it, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm by myself, it's probably when I feel when I feel alone and mentally I feel like it's the worst. But then I, I look at people that's following me, you know what I'm saying, that's following my journey, that's being a part of it, buying my clothes, you know what I'm saying, supporting mm-hmm. the movement, the fight. It's, it's niggas want to see you win. Right. All day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just... We other, see what you did there. Other than that, it's just the mental, it. man. The losing weight was another tough thing because I always was like a naturally skinny dude. Uh-huh. And I worked hard to get my weight, like, to where I wanted to be, man. And, like, I lost 20 pounds in, like, two months. You know what I'm saying? So just trying to stay motivated, man, get through this chemo. I got to do treatment till February, so for six months. But I'm doing the na- I'm doing some natural healing stuff. Uh, a lot of people said it's Dr. Sebi stuff, but I, I have some other people that's sending me some regimens and diet and things like that mm-hmm. to hopefully speed the process up so I can kick chemo earlier, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and get back to doing what I need to do. So what's the website where they can go and support with the T-shirts as well as it's, your it's journey? It's winanthony.com. My first name, W-Y-N-N, Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y.com. And what's the Instagram too? Uh, Wynn Sardin, my first and last name. W-Y-N-N-S-A-R-D-E-N. Yeah, I meant, I, like I said, I meant to uh, contact you earlier to order one. So I'm definitely going to order one. I want one in black. But I need to know, is the 3X, is it like a fitted 3X or is it like a real big, like full men's 3X? I have to ask these questions because I don't <laughs> want it to be snug. Let me tell you something. Them titties. <laughs> so. Okay. The, the 3X is I did a unisex. Okay. So that. 
but it's, but when it's unisex, it's, it's made more towards the men's side, but just a little bit more fitted to I okay. just women too. I, I think like it's I said a two, when? <laughs> I said she, I, she just said I'll do a two. Oh, okay, we'll do a two. Whatever you, we gonna whatever go with the two. Good. Good. Just, just don't sneeze. She's gonna she split right down the middle. <laughs> Leave me alone. Anywho, uh, man, so that that's a. I'm I'm glad that you found you know saying you found out about it when you did, um, because I, I always say this thing that men don't go to the doctor. And men just, they just, it could be something going on, and they just be like, oh, it's cool, you know. You know you know what it is, and, man. It's because that we walk around, you know what I'm saying, with the weight of the world on our shoulders. and our You're a superhero. Yeah, and it's just like, we, we don't want to hear no bad news. You know what I'm saying? Like, True. that shit is, the, the, to face mortality or to face the fact that we're human or, or, you know what I'm saying, that we're penetrable, like, that shit is scary to us, you know? So I understand why niggas don't. It's, it's hard, man. I, it's, I don't think I, don't, I can remember the last time I've been to like a doctor, doctor, like you know, to just actually go and get like a blood CT work and scan. all that shit. Well, I mean, I go get my SCD check. It that's solid. <laughs> yeah. Got to be. See that gotta be. Gotta Definitely had to throw that, that out that there. <laughs> I will see Plain that doctor all the time. <laughs> but no, like I, rec- I like a part of with me doing this now. Like I tell everybody, man, if you can go to your doctor right now and get a PET scan, like and the CT. Other scans they do, x rays, none of that. Like, go get a pet scan. I might have to do that, straight bro. Straight to it. I would have never knew. You know what I'm saying? And it took me like seven months to get to that scan. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and had it been earlier, maybe you wouldn't have to have mm-hmm. done, you know, have to do the chemo. Like, or at be, least not for so good, long. Though, my nigga. Yeah, be good, Absolutely. So, exactly. So, so can keep hating on your, yeah, your curls. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep them curls, bro. Keisha, what's your Instagram? I didn't. Uh, we didn't ask you what your Instagram. Oh, was. my Instagram is it's Keisha E. So it's I T S K E Y S H A dot E. And what, what's something that we can see besides Revolt? Is there any movies or anything um, that we can catch you in recent, from recently? Or I don't period? have. I, you know, I don't even know the release date of this uh, of one film. I actually tomorrow. Um, it's a web series that's dropping called uh, My Girlfriend Is Black on YouTube. You can follow. The page. I, saw that I remember seeing. Yeah, you post about that. My man was talking about uh, how y'all do y'all hair. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, you can actually follow the page on Instagram, and um, they'll have all the information on there. It's my girlfriend is black. That's the actual Instagram. You got a podcast uh, coming up too, don't you? Um, do I? Is that a podcast? Did you you posted something about a podcast and you were in it? Oh yes, yes, yes. I y'all. Oh my goodness. I got the the memory of an eighty five year old white man. The <laughs> The Hollywood finesse, um, and you can actually follow that. I can't get phone service in here. I believe that the handle is the Hollywood finesse. Um, my episode drops it drops on Thursdays, so y'all just mm-hmm. just start tuning in this coming Thursday. I think my episode is you next week. You make sure you follow her Instagram. Yeah, She's yeah I post everything because I'm like, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And um, um, I think I think that's it. I got a show coming up if you if you're in LA. I I know my memory because the thing is that you do stuff. The thing is that you shoot stuff and it doesn't come out for like months later, so you kind of forget. Um, Gotta get some of that getting covered over. (laughs) My memory. No, I do think that that's all that's that's coming out for now. Um, And then I have if you're in LA, I got a show. I don't know when this is actually airing. Mm -hmm. Um, At Flappers on the fifteenth. I'm gonna be there. 15th of this month? We're going to... Y'all check back on my Instagram and see if we actually showed up. I'll be there. Uh-huh. What's up? Where are you trying to go? Is that a Sunday? Yeah, it's Yeah, the Sunday. 13th. I'm with it. Mm, okay. 
don't think I have anything to do on Sunday. Right, it's a Sunday. We can. We can. Get us action. That's next Sunday. With the with the with the uh, win and win, uh, win Anthony, win Sardin T-shirt on. Right. Win for days. Let me ask y'all this before we uh, wrap up. But you know how they say they had different rumors about how LA is the strange people, all in LA. Like strange people. Just you see all type of shit in LA. Uh Is that really true? You. See all type of strength. What's the strangest thing that you've seen in LA? I want to go first. That's it's this dude. They need to arrest him and put him <laughs> under the jail. Man, it's this dude in Hollywood. Homeless, I guess, whatever. But man, he, we call him the booty bandit. Because <laughs> look, and it ain't even on no other tuck. But this, this dude will plot on females every night, dog. When they get out a club or a restaurant or something, he's be walking up and down the block. They be looking good, and he just slide by them and creep and touch their butt and then bust up. <laughs> he would hit like a hundred of them in a night. The booty band. The booty band, dog. He quick and fast. No. I need to watch <laughs> out for him, dog. Yes. He, he gonna fuck around snatch off, literally. 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 He be cool. He just be minding his own business. But as soon as all the women come out, he, he, let out, he going crazy. Kishi, you better be careful. He don't want to run up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm from Detroit. Don't you touch Listen. my booty. Listen. <laughs> my man told me. So I, I got a, I got a homie out here. He came out here to do some rapping. And he was like, he was like, dog, everybody out here do coke. He said he was fucking oh, with this yeah. little chick. She was cold. And he was like, I guess one day he had woke up and nigga, she was snoring some coke off off like the ironing board or some shit. He said it blew his mind. He's like, we from the D. Like niggas ain't just snoring coke. Yeah. And then he said like he started noticing everybody around him in the entertainment industry, all the motherfuckers do coke and or they gay. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's like a common yeah. thing out here. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it it definitely is. It's like you'll go places. That's when you know it's time to go. You're, oh it's, yeah the coke is coming. It's time for me to go. <laughs> uh, seriously <laughs> I, I ordered some coke. Yeah, I'm that's like, when you know, like, you, you start like, to... Oh, you're not from here, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, all right, that's my cue to leave, you know? Um, it, it is, it is heavy out here. I'm not going to say everybody does it, but a lot of people do. I've been to parties and I'm like, oh. You ain't never bumped a line? Not at all. Most I did. I smoked weed one time and I went blind. For one like, time? <laughs> Listen. One time? It only take one time to lose your eyesight. I'm not doing that again. You, because you, you can see me, right? You ain't lose shit. It came back. I'm not doing it again. Oh. I'm not taking that chance. I lost my eyesight, yo. I went blind. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing, too. I was at the, um, at Ford Field. So it's all these people. You was in the D. I was at least for the smoke there, is it? But we, no, it was before we went in. It was before we went in in the parking lot. And, um, it was like, I think they had the Circle City Classic. This was kind of like right when they built Ford Field. And it's, it's like, like everybody was there. It's like it, it was definitely illegal back then. It was. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't 01. It was probably maybe like 04, 05. It was, okay. yeah, I mean, and um, I'm smoking my two friends. And they smoke. I don't smoke, but I was just like, I'm going to try, you know. So we go in, and I'm cool for a minute. And then I'm like, I wasn't feeling right. Like, I couldn't really move. And I was like, and then I just started sweating. Like, sweat was just oh, dripping yeah. down my face. And then my homeboy, I see somebody walk up, and somebody's like, Keisha. So Shannon, like, nudging me, like, somebody called me your name. And I'm like, I can't see. She was like, what? I'm like, I can't If this was 0405, you was probably smoking some gang. You do not Listen, need whatever smoke, it was. So they trying to, like, so then another one of my homeboys walk up. And um, so Shannon and them trying to, like, get me to the bathroom. Like, let me just get her out of here. So they all trying to play it off. Like, they grab one arm, and we, like, trying to scoot. So I'm in there and I'm like, 
I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I cannot see. I can't. Like, it was just too much. And then the next day, my homeboy hit me up like, damn, you was like the funny as hell down at Fort Field. I saw you. I'm like, but nigga, I ain't see you, though. I'm like, so yeah, that was it for I me. I had my glasses on. That was it. I think I, I remember watching Pimp Chronicles and uh, Cat Williams was talking about, I guess, like some matching party he went through. He went to. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, everything that was happening in there was weird as fuck. Walking by a certain room, and he would stop and kind of look, and like mm-hmm. it'd just be a lot of strange shit going on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? like I, I heard LA is a strange fucking place, man. Like it's 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 like anything goes out here. I can't even like, to I think of the strangest thing I've seen. I've seen so give me, much give crazy me, stuff. Give me, give me, give me, give me. I need the, the, the top strangest shit y'all done saw. Got to top the booty band. Oh, no, the God. booty band. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just that's just that's just some pervert <laughs> shit. That ain't like that, it. Got to be some worse shit than that. I I mean I see strange stuff all the time, but let me think. It's because like, it's oh, it's almost let me normal now. Normal. I came out here a few months ago, and <laughs> <laughs> I believe I witnessed someone being sex trafficked. We definitely did. Um, and Ke- the thing was, Keisha had just mentioned like a month, maybe a couple weeks prior, about how sex trafficking. You was concerned that somebody was part of sex trafficking. Well, I think I witnessed it myself out here in L.A. The man was walking. He was walking real, like, straightforward, and he was holding this girl's hand. You know how you hold a hand? So his hand was like this, but hers was like this. It was straight. I'm like, she's not holding his hand back. She doesn't want to hold his hand. And I feel like he was kind of, you know, like dragging her along a little bit. And I looked, and I'm like, do y'all see it? Like, all three of us look like, yeah. Um, that don't look right. We didn't call the police. Um, We probably should have. I know. I was like, dang. I hope that young lady's okay. We should have. Well, trapped don't in, say that. Trapped in the motherfucking room. Aww. You know it's saying? LA. Keisha Keisha see all type of stuff. So I know you got something. I can't. I don't know why my mind is going blank. What you, what you in, got, In terms man? of craziest, craziest thing I've seen. Booty um, I needed this question yesterday so I could. I need to get out there right now, man. So I could think about it. I mean, it's definitely the coach. You feel me? They raided us. Yeah, you definitely can't say no names. You can't. You can't say no names. It was a while when the other day at this bar. I'm tapped in with, I don't want to say the bar name, but uh, I'm tapped in with like the staff that worked there. Right. And there was a dude in there that they caught him in the back on camera having sex with a tranny. Oh, was uh, it Malik? Oh, Ooh. I can't. It was, I don't know what to do. I just saw the camera footage. It was Malik, huh? Oh, my God. Who that is? The New York undercover brother. <laughs> the dude so from New York undercover. Undercover brother. And I'm gonna let you over all week. Oh, he ain't, oh, oh. He ain't gonna let nah, this go. Oh, and that nigga Sigma too. I'm definitely not letting that die. What? Man, I, don't know. I see strange really stuff all the time. It was wild that they just get down like that at an establishment like that, man. Just what a trip. I seen a dude jacking off at the um the freeway exit. And it was very disturbing. Yeah. I used to jack off at work all the time. Oh. Like, what? You can't wait till you get home? I understand traffic is thick, but I'm like, what? <laughs> I looked over like, oh, my God. Nah, you got to let it go. Traffic yeah. is thick. <laughs> I was like, what are now you, you doing? Out, I used to jack off at work all the time. Where's you working, man? The bank. Oh, hey. What? That's why I don't like money. That's why I do not like touching money. Say, you wash your hand what? in my car. I ain't no. I, I ain't got no. No, see, I wasn't dealing with. I was. A, I was a, a banker and a financial advisor. So I. No. See, if, if so it was, it was, okay. it was dead. I got a little extra time on my hand. He strolled to the bathroom. He's about seven minutes. Whack him on <laughs> off. Come back what? to the desk. I be sleep sometimes. Drooling. 
All on my tie shit. That's how you provide good customer service. Now you relax. I used to think it was strange when I first moved here. You will see people that like just got plastic surgery and their whole face would be like bandaged up, kind of yeah, like a mummy. Just walking down. They just, that shit is, just that be out and about that just chilling. You'd be like, yeah. you need to go home, right? Yeah, you can't even see. Yeah, yeah you see all the time. Your eyes is out. Yeah, like like you you see shit on TV. Oh no, like, they be out there. They be like that. Yeah. Face is fucked up though. Mm-hmm. Just out and about, like. Because it's normal. It's a common it's thing a, here. Yeah. So. I mean, when I first moved here, white ladies would ask me all the time, where did you get your lips done? Oh, my God. Like, uh, this came from black. my mama and my daddy. <laughs> right. Okay. God, you, know, you, you don't want to go see him right now. Lips, so it's yeah, definitely they probably kill crackers. to get lips like you, too, yeah. So you definitely see people with, that just got work done. Um, what else have I seen? Oh, uh, I mean, taco truck on the freeway, that's kind of strange. Serving on the freeway? Yeah. Like on the free, like on the side of the freeway, or like in traffic, because we don't they, really most freeways don't have like a shoulder out here. Oh wow! So yeah, because traffic just that heavy, it's like all right, I'm just going to die for that shit. Huh? So I'm just so trying like trying to make like, my money. Like it was like and like like the traffic was stopped and mm-hmm. the niggas were saying, "Oh, wait, let me get your hustle on." On the freeway, it's LA traffic. <laughs> I mean, it don't be going nowhere. Like yeah, you literally niggas just, just chilling. Nah. I got chicken and you hungry. <laughs> Why ain't gonna make this money? <laughs> Supply and demand. They teach you that economics. Hustle. That's you got so chicken and you hungry. You ain't got nowhere to go. Well, okay, Brittany, if you were stuck in traffic and one no and one none traffic moving, and somebody needed a plastic pussy, you go sell it to them. Oh lord, how we keep or going back to this? Probably would sell it. Right, you got to get that change. You have exact change. Cash out. Yeah. Sale. Venmo. Venmo. Whatever it is. Pen pal. All that shit. Pen pal. PayPal. You know what the fuck I mean. Pen pal. Pay Some kind of pal. Are you I'm making this cheese. We friends now. All right, y'all. We'll remind us one more time how we can find you on social media, your movement, all that good stuff. Uh, it's Wynn Sardin on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, W-Y-N-N-S-A-R-D-E-N. Uh, my website for the clothes and everything to support the fight against cancer is uh, dot com, And uh, that's what it is. And Keisha. Dang, I gotta One follow more. that outro. <laughs> um, you can follow me. Uh, mainly, I'm just on Instagram. It's Keisha.e. That's I T S K E Y S H A dot E. Um, that's the best place to keep up with me. Any, anything I got going on, I, I pretty much will post there to, to keep awesome. you guys up. Zo, what's your social media? <laughs> uh, talking shit, Zo underscore. And also, Lorenzo Orlando, the actor. You know what I'm saying? So make sure y'all follow that. I look kind of good on there. I'm saying I ain't got the curls popping like my niggas. Man. I'm saying, but I got some waves. He hating on these curls so hard. <laughs> I'm saying we're my nigga now. We brothers. You know what I'm saying? So hard. We the melanated brothers out here. Uh, ain't nothing but Arch Perm. Haters, man. Uh, I ain't hating on the curls, man. I'm on your side. All I'm saying is when I first met Wynn, he had a curl. No. I always had the low taper. Oh, I ain't know my hair could get like this, man. Then my dad went tight all my life. Then we got tight. So as soon as you met your daddy, you was just like. I was like, let's get it. So you mentioned, so as soon as you got tight with your daddy, you was just instantly like, oh, my hair can do this. I was like, let me grow my shit, man. I seen my dad. I was like, damn, daddy, your hair do look like that. I was like, I want that. I need to meet my dad. I was going a little longer. I was like, all right. I let it grow for about a month. I was like, damn. I need to meet my dad, man. Maybe I can pop off some curls. Sporting way, or you can get Murray's like the little can. You know, that's like a lifetime supply because you ain't gonna use that whole fucking can. You need some sport ways or some dupe, man. That's it. Dupe. 
Duke stank though. Nah, Duke cool. Duke stank, bro. You gotta get you some coconut oil. See, that's what people think I be using. I don't mean no. No, I knew you ain't use coconut because it's it's stiff. Like this is natural, okay? Come on, man. Is it styling gel? Look, I don't need nothing but a shower. Boom, that shit popping. Put some Greeks in you. Who else my nigga win in his curls? I'm just trying to understand. Is it styling gel? Ain't that the blue? Ain't that the blue shit though? Uh, listen. What's the shit that y'all used to put in your hair? When y'all get your hair curl? Probably oh, you talking about like the oh, gel gel? No, it's different for, um, I think it, people of, of other uh, races use style. Blue shit. Magic? Blue Magic, yeah. Oh, that's Ain't the that ass from grease? American Gangster? That's what I Blue Magic. Ma- no, it's a, it's a grease. Oh. Because when I used to spend a night at my auntie's house, she would um, do my shit. hair and yeah. put that grease in it and I'd go home. My mom oh, that was that heavy grease too. It was That grease was thick, like. Right Your junk be so stiff. Exactly. And it got that smell on it. Ponytails ain't moving. Nah, nobody mess with none of that. <laughs> Anywho, you can follow Miss Brittany Patrice at the Risque Experience. Up close and risque. Be risque events and more. Yeah. Riskatreasures.com. This Friday, I forgot. This Friday is 90s Paint Chill in Detroit. 90s Paint Chill. You can click the link in any of my bios to register for 90s Paint and Chill. Ladies, make sure y'all take one of her fellatio classes. I do have one coming October 11th. I got a ladies' night event coming. When? When you, got, when you got to see it, dog. It's going to be in Detroit. I, you know, I did do a party here in L.A. You do another one. I did when it you for got, some bro, very see it. special celebrity women, too. It was a long I did it like spit. two years ago. Flew, um, slid down the cucumber and just dropped at the bottom. I was just looking at it. The spit was dangling. Like, like, a, like, like a pendulum. So I was like, oh, my God. And she scooped that motherfucker back up. Uh. <laughs> My God. You're amazing, Brittany. You know when the L.A. jump going down. That's what he out. said. You need to come out here. <laughs> I did a party out here in we L.A. Come back. Yeah, another one. I did. I Me did. and my nigga, we ain't going to come. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? We just going to chill in the back, though. Don't invite no gay dudes, though. No, I won't. Yeah. Actually, in the party I did, it wasn't any gay dudes. It was It was actually somebody's backup dancers. And discriminate. Somebody's really popular backup dancers. I was geek. You're gonna tell us who it is out there. Yep. Yeah. Definitely gonna tell Because I still got the pictures. It was so much fun. But anyway, we appreciate you listening to another episode of Real Spit No Swallow. We really appreciate Wynn as well as Keisha for being our first out of town, our travel <laughs> podcast guest. We on the move now. As well as Zoe. Uh, shit, we just needed Zoe to be on this motherfucker. As well as Brittany and uh Brittany's breast. And uh Yeah, my nigga Wynn, Wynn Sardin. Winning. My nigga Keisha E, she got the braids. Hashtag winning. You know what I'm saying? The braids looking angelic than a motherfucker. He just has to figure out something to say. Just... It just comes. I don't know what it just be happening. Oh, gosh. Anyhow, this episode, again, we thank you for listening as usual, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Make sure you follow us at Real Spit No Swallow. <laughs>